Did you yeah. know he's not an egg? He never says he was an egg. <laughs> he never says he was an egg. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. This week on Unexplained Legends, the ghosts of Edge Hill. Welcome listeners to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. I'm Roger Sullivan and with me as always is... Dennis Chippies Len. And together we are the Unexplained Legends. Uh, Dennis... The where uh, do you know what what season we're in, Dennis? I don't know what season we're in. We're in spooky season. Are we? I was talking to my American friend today, and he said we're in full autumn. Full autumn, full autumn. Couple of unexplained legends in full autumn. The uh, your American friend, Dennis. The is uh, is he uh, just a giant cliche? Yes, he is a giant cliche. He's watching the football today. He's a millionaire. He lives in a mansion. He's got a swimming pool. That's all true as well, isn't it? It's all true. And he all, and all I have to do to visit him is send him pictures of my feet. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hell of a deal. Did you ever get messaged by that person um, looking for feet pics in, in comedy? Oh, is there a person going around? Is there? Yeah, me, uh, me and <laughs> Philip Carl Kostelecki. Hmm. Both. Let me work the. Let me work this out. So you're saying everyone else got a message from someone? <laughs> I think. I think I have to turn myself in. Hey, I, got, I got a. I got a message. Think fast. I got a message. Uh, must have been a year ago now, and I just thought nothing of it. I thought it was like a prank or something. Got a message saying, "Oh, I saw you. Saw you whatever gig tonight. Oh, I really liked it. And you know, uh, feel free, like you know, to to delete this if you think it's inappropriate. But would you be up for selling me pictures of your feet? Raj, I have to say, right, for a man who that happened a year ago, to you have that off verbatim, like you send it around a lot. <laughs> well, every t- well, every time I re-up the subscription, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember it word yeah, for I word, but remember. here it is, word for yeah. word. Um, but the same thing happened to uh, Philip Costalecki, and uh, uh, like I just, and then at that point, I thought, oh, and I think it happened to another male comedian as well. You know, for viewers that don't know Philip, right, um, I'd say that man has very nice feet. Uh, yeah, no, because uh, the thing is, mine are, mine are terrible, which yeah. I think you'll, you'll, like, understand that. I think that it... Could you, could you get this, like, that if he took his shoes off in a spaceship, he'd be at home? Does that make oh, sense? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He, but, but, but mine, uh, mine are a disaster. I should have taken it because... They would have. Oh, well, no, they would have taken me to small claims court or something. Do you think? Do you think your feet would be like a kink within the feet community? I, th- I think I'd be very surprised if they if there were my my feet are like kind of um, hobbit adjacent. I would say. I think it's so weird the way your toes are where a normal person's heel is. That is freaky. <laughs> well, Dennis, you know I was born cloven, and. Then- <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'm getting frogs, right? Did I, I told oh, you, you about the you frogs. Told me this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get an African um, dwarf frog and uh, I'm going to put them in a tank with some fish, right? But I had a look and they're, they warn everyone. They're like, don't mistake these guys mm. with like the African clawed frog. Oh my God, the clawed frog is like stuff of absolute nightmares. Do you know, I think we're talking, I was talking about last, last week the way I don't like when fish go over a certain size. I hate that. Yeah. But I also don't like when something small goes over a certain speed. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, 
that scares the crap out of me. So like I can handle a spider as long as it doesn't like, you know, scurry off and the keyboard music goes like You you hate uh, you hate silverfish as well, which is Absolutely hate silverfish. Anyone who doesn't know what a silverfish is, um have a look because I couldn't even try to describe They're it. Terrifying. But you you just made me think of something. Um that I uh I have a I have a jumper and it now belongs that <laughs> wow Full stop. wow Full stop. Indeed. That's it. I, that's that's why they pay me the big bucks. I have a jumper, and um, it now it now belongs to a spider. Oh right! Well, how many arms does it have on uh, it? <laughs> very good, very good. Um, <laughs> no, he puts two in both. He he he, he puts two <laughs> arms in both of the arms, and then he puts two arms out the top and two arms at the bottom. But not what and he's constantly he's constantly playing tricks. Yeah. What um what happened is uh I went to pick up uh oh essentially freaks me out thinking about it jeez it is spooky season is i am i picked it up uh picked up this jumper just about to put it on head off to a gig and i go oh what's in on this jumper Uh a fucking spider yeah spider on the jumper so i fucking throw it i throw it onto the fucking floor i just leave it there and as far as i'm concerned that's now the spider's jumper yeah you lost another jumper because here's the thing this the jumper is black Right, the spider is just off black. I'll never be confident in the fact that that there's that the spider's not hiding on the jumper. He could be there at any point, and you wouldn't even know. I think it's I think it's pretty crafty from him though. Just coming into winter, bags himself yeah, a massive jumper. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The I do. Um, oh, we should probably address the fact as well that I'm not. Um, if anything is uh, anything is out of sorts, it's because I'm back in back in Ireland. Yeah, you're back in your lawn. You're doing your big show, aren't you? Is that on tomorrow? No. When is it on? Two days. It's on. It's on. At the time of this podcast being released, it was yesterday. But it's. uh, How how did it go? It went unbelievable. (laughs) It went so well. It went so well that some people didn't survive. And before we pop into the episode, uh, we've got a big old announcement that we should have done eight minutes ago. But we're doing um, a live podcast of unexplained legends with a twist but it's happening on the 24th of october um you can give them the rest of the details there raj when you're finished yeah, your big yawn the 24th of october it's um and where is it dennis uh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't know the exact address <laughs> um it is on in um ah oh, oh, it's okay it's it's the the irish collective Society of Irish People, uh, where is it on? I think, uh, you've done a gig there, haven't you? No, I, I definitely have, but I, I, <laughs> I definitely, uh, listen, I definitely have, but I right. I don't know off the top of my head. All right, so it's the Irish Creative um, Collective, right, to start yes. off with that. I'm now going to click into their website. Um, I don't think tickets are, are available to get yet. It's a free entry, but you can... Um, uh, you just need to register to get a ticket, especially so they know that people are going to come. Do, do you, uh, which they will. Do you know why? Uh, do you know why it's not available yet? Uh, just because they've just put in the request to make it available and it hasn't been. No, it, I think. it's because I haven't. Um, I haven't sent the admin stuff to to, uh, to Joe, who's organising. Who's an amazing person, a fan of the podcast. He <laughs> listens to every episode. Uh, 
Very sorry, Joel, that we've gotten all the details wrong. Uh, <laughs> but people will remember it. Okay, right. To be quite honest, right. I'm looking here at all their events on. Stuff is on all over the place. Yeah. I, I don't. It's probably on at the London Irish Centre. Don't worry, it's on in. It's on in a secret location, and we'll tell you. We'll tell you when <laughs> yeah. it's there. Anyway, follow us on. You follow us on Instagram and stuff. We'll yeah, John. It'll be a good excuse to follow us. That, but anyway, it's going to be really good fun. There's going to be guests coming in. Um, they're going to be interviewing us with stuff. We're going to be interviewing them with stuff. We will be the main hosts. Oh, yeah. Right, I just want to get that across. But um, anyway, look, we've uh, completely run over time on our intro. So uh, what are we doing this week? This week, Dennis, we are doing... Oh, sorry, wait. I've actually found where we are. It, it, Have you? it is. It's the London Irish Centre. The London Irish Centre. There you go. All right. See you all there on the twenty fourth. Uh, a time to be confirmed. Probably about seven. Who knows? I've never. Right. I've never balls anything up like that in my life. I'd say. <laughs> I did. I didn't even know where it was. Um, all right. Okay. Here we go. What are we doing this week? This week, Dennis, we are doing something called the Ghosts of Edge Hill. Hmm. Okay, a ghosty one. Just in time for Halloween. Uh, I don't know anything about this i don't know where edge hill is i assume it's a hill um yes uh, it has yes, to be a it hill is, right it is a hill kind of kind of uh um, I, I to be honest not getting a lot to work with with edge hill other than ghosts which i am in, in, excited i thought you might make it might have made an edging joke Nah, nah, nah. Not really nah. Sort of I haven't edged in ages. Have you? I've never edged. No, I've never no, actually done that. Have you? No, not, 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 not really. Not my sort of thing. Not this year. No, I, I hate delayed gratification. I. <laughs> they, All right. Speaking of delayed gratification, <laughs> shall we get into the episode? All right. Let's crack on with the lamestream narrative. On October 23rd, 1642, a battle unlike anything England had ever witnessed was seen at Edge Hill in southern Warwickshire. The clash marked the beginning of a brutal and protracted civil war between royalist forces loyal to King Charles I and parliamentarian forces seeking to limit the king's power. All right, so who should we be going for here? The parliamentarians? Mm, you won't believe this. It's one of the rare situations where they're both wrong. They're <laughs> okay. both worse, I mean, to paraphrase Stalin. I mean, if the, if the British are fighting themselves, then I can see that. Yeah, because yeah. on the parliamentarian side, you have, like, Oliver Cromwell. Oh, great guy, yeah, great guy, yeah. yeah. But ran through, where was it, Wexford and Waterford, and just obliterated the entire place. And then on the other side, you have King Charles I, who, well, you know, he's, he's king. Not really many, yeah. not really, outside of Tekken, not many good kings. Yeah, he wasn't volunteering on a Sunday in St. Vincent de Paul or no, anything. No, no. So, Dennis, the battle, you'll be glad to hear, the battle was a brutal affair, resulting in countless deaths and injuries. The battle was the first of many bloody protracted warfare. Oh, sorry, I fucked that up. Sorry. The, it just, com- just completely copy and paste my own line over again. Uh, is it just dot, dot, dot? There's yeah, yeah. They, 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 this is where everyone learns that I just fucking freestyle this. Um, <laughs> the blood spilled that day. Oh, sorry. Fucked up again. Oh, can you tell that we're ter- very tired? <laughs> the, 
All right, so let me All recap, right? right? Yeah. There's a civil war going on. We've got the king's lads and we've got the parliamentarians, right, who want to restrict their power. It was a battle that was bloody. Yes. People got injured, wounded and killed, right? Fairly standard fare yeah. so far. So, the it was also the first, um, it was the first battle in the uh, English Civil War. That's, that's okay. important, the first English Civil War. First game of the season. Yeah. The blood spilled that day and the corpses strewn across the field were to leave an indelible mark on history and possibly also an indelible mark on the location itself as it's said that Edge Hill is the most haunted field in the whole of the UK. Jesus. I wonder, actually, now that I think about it, I wonder how haunted, like, places like, you know, where the Battle of the Somme took place, right? Where where did that take place again? <laughs> um, but... <laughs> hey, um, but I wonder those places pretty haunted. But uh, have you ever Warwickshire? Warwickshire is that down below Birmingham, or is it in Birmingham? Um, we'll say I'll defer to you on this. Okay, I I'm I could be getting this completely wrong, but we'll have a look. I'm just gonna have a little look. Yeah, it's just below uh, Birmingham. The reason I know that is because I've been there. What, I think, what uh, were you doing there? I have people. Um, I have people. Yeah, there. people there. Do you? <laughs> I've got some people. I've got some people there, um, but it's uh, I owe guys some money there. But Stratford upon Avon is there as well, and I think that that's um, Shakespeare country. Oh, I I think Stratford upon Avon definitely. Um, Stratford mm. upon Leighton, by where we used to live, very different. Totally different. Place. Yeah, yeah, very different place. Uh, Sorry, I, I, I don't. There's no way to remember whether or not I ever brought this up in a podcast before. But one of the funniest things ever in Cork is graffiti by a man known as Shakespeare, right? Just uh, I'd say it's there for years and years and years. It's just uh, it doesn't really matter where it is, but it's on a bridge. But I just think that that is the funniest thing ever. That a guy is going around in Cork thinking like, yeah, I'm, I'm the Shakespeare of graffiti, whatever the hell that means. Aim high, aim high. That's what I say. The and you know what one of his, you know what one of his best works was what? was it was um uh, kind of a a memorial to a lost friend uh, it was a picture of him and with a speech bubble coming out of his his head going where's me lighter listen it it's just good to remember those sorts of the hey, John, it's good to remember the lighter moments isn't it yeah but the problem was then city kid came along and destroyed it oh. so <laughs> the uh, George, what would be an even better version of that is if Shakespeare was unaware of um, of the original Shakespeare. Oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt on this again, right? I will get going in a minute, but I have to say this, right? I, there, there is, um, as you're driving out west in London, mm-hmm. right, there is a place and it's called Vanguard Storage, right, for anyone who's familiar with it. It's one of the big storage companies. And on top of this is a tank from World War One. I. I think it is actually a tank from World War One, right? Like, completely looks the part i always thought to myself like or i was thinking to myself imagine being inside in that hell right in world war one and thinking like don't worry it'll be all worth it because someday we'll be next to a motorway on top of a vanguard self-storage fucking building that's what they fought for dennis yeah that's is. what they fought for <laughs> so dennis unlike most hauntings the haunting of edge hill is notable for one important reason is that it began almost immediately in the wake of the battle. Within a mere two months, local shepherds could scarcely believe their eyes, as while tending to their flock, they saw a reimagining of the events that were originally witnessed in the battles 
being repeated by ghostly apparitions. When you say a reimagining, like, do you think that that's like kind of an artist's impression of it, or is it actually like play by play? I think it's reconstruction. I think it's play by play. Yeah, so it's a, it's a recording. What do you call those again? You had a name oh, for those. Oh, you're, you're in the theories already. Stone tape. Stone tape Sto- theory. Stone tape. All right, so it's just repeating the event over and Put over Put a pin again. in that. Put a pin in that. You, okay. You're learning. Yeah, I know. I, I think with that, I, I find those things less scary that it's a recording. I would be very scared if things started getting up and walking around. It could, also, could like the poor, the poor farmers as well, like, they had nothing to do with it. Oh, and here they are. First of all, field ruined. Yeah, I mean, imagine your dad. Imagine if a battle took place on a field near him. He'd be devastated. I, I, this is no word of a lie, right? If a battle happened on a field next to my dad, the, the, my, the, a field that my dad like owned or worked, if a battle happened there and there were bodies left, they would just, they would just plow the bodies. They would, they'd use them as fertilizer. Yeah, they would not, there is no hope of that. They'd say, well, it's their own fault for leaving them here. Plow the whole you field. You couldn't, you couldn't afford to lose the, the field. No, like. no, it would be a, and it would be, it's, it's curious to see what would that do to a field. You know, you know, it depends as well, like if they're leaving their armor and stuff around the place, it could really damage the machinery. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The, uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking because of what they had back then. It might have been less dangerous. Well, oh, so you mean like it's kind of a... I don't even know what they had. Would they have a horse pulling a plough? Yeah, have like yeah. A, so I think that you could at least steer it around it maybe. But, but, but anyway, Dennis, quickly word spread among the locals. And they too came to witness the bizarre happenings. These sightings became so notorious, in fact, that King Charles I was forced to send an investigation in order to confirm what was being reported in the area. You may be shocked by the following extract. You ready for this um, extract, Dennis? Yeah, who's, who's this from? One of the detectives sent down, is it? Yeah, one of the, um, I guess, like, one of the medieval detectives. <laughs> the Inspector Morris of the time. Yeah, yeah. The um, he, he was sent down to investigate the field, so... This is their reporting of the event. On Saturday, which was in Christmas time, between 12 and 1 of the clock in the morning, was heard by some shepherds, first the sound of drums afar off, and the noise of soldiers giving out their last groans, at which they were much amazed, and amazed stood still, till it seemed by the nearness of the noise to approach them, at which, too much affrighted, they sought to withdraw as fast as possibly they could. Now, ignoring what you told me, other than affrighted, that's a new word. I've never heard that before in my life. you never heard of affrighted? No, I've, I've never used it. Have you used affrighted before? Uh, well, I can't say that I've... Um, well, I don't scare easy, so I don't really have much, have much use for it. But no, affrighted, that's just like classic old-time speak, you know? Okay, so you've never affrighted... Like normally outside. If I'm of on a case. ghost train, I'll fright for my next stop. <laughs> Do you know what? That's ghost unbelievable. Trains. That's unbelievable. Ah, it's all right. It's, it's all right. Think about everything that went on in my head for that to work. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I, I am. I am thinking about everything that went on in your head for that to it work. It was phenomenal, Dennis. A light at your next stop. A fright at your next stop. It's a ghost train. Yeah, a ghost train is rhyming. A thing. Rhyming a ghost is train what you're is doing. A real thing. 
This is unbelievable. Yeah, are, yeah, are you going to land this on the audience's now pretty soon? I'd yeah? say that's going out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking scrap, scrap the 60 minutes. The show's changing. <laughs> it's ghost train, baby. That is that was a real special moment that um that the audience witnessed there. Well I'm glad you've recognized it anyway. I'm glad you've recognized it. Do you want to take like a moment silence for it or something? I just thought I'd that uh, because my my fear was uh, that I would undersell that. <laughs> no, you didn't. Good, you really good, didn't. Good. I think you I think you did yourself justice. Good. I'm I'm delighted, I'm delighted. Where were we? You <laughs> I well I don't know. I'm still I'm still bathing in my joke. Um, all right. Well, while you're bathing in your um, joke ooze, I uh, I was just saying that I, I really feel like ghost trains were always a letdown. They never really lived up to what they were meant to do. I've never been on a scary one. You think so? And I think that I think that uh, programs like uh, Goosebumps and any sort of like American show uh, with a touch of horror on it really led us to believe that ghost trains are really going to be the thing that they never were or never could be. What, they, did you ever go to the Nightmare Realm in Cork? No, never been, never been. That, re- that, would, that would that would be a bit too scary for that me. That really seems like the sort of thing you would have gone. I bet you don't like clowns. I don't like clowns, but it's the same reason I don't like magicians. I just I just think they're way broken from- too many times. I just hate them. I just hate them. <laughs> I, I, honestly like I, like there's there's nothing that my children could go home and say to me other than like they're murderers, or like and I would disown them like murderers, magicians probably a clown it would depend if they were if they were a clown in a children's hospital i'd be like that's fine but if they're a clown like on the uh, or or if they're one of those people that stack stuff on top of each other and then get on top of it in the in a circle of people in the street hate them as well you do hate street performers you've told me before can you imagine you just maybe think that can you imagine if if clown was a race Just so some things you get to get us to work with are like <laughs> I can't believe I can't. juggle this. It's like it's like you're it's like I want to get involved, but I'm also like that's actually a fairly unsuspecting minefield that he's just walked us into <laughs> somehow. Clown was a wraith, but I just mean like if if or or if even if it was just like a genetic trait that like you know you know like you're oh my child was born clown. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Imagine, imagine, if, imagine if trees were elephants. My my child was born clown. Oh god, that would be terrifying if, if a kid came out of the womb clowned. That's that's what I was getting at. But we'll continue, Dennis. We'll continue with with, with the story. You're gonna breed. You're gonna breed clowns. Yeah, I will. Yeah, that's, we, what, that's what you're gonna get done. We for. need the palest, the palest of humans with with the baggiest of eyes. You'd be looking at lads in the street going, well, that's a particularly long foot you've got there. Yeah, mm, I think you could be part of my breathing program. Uh, maybe that's why that guy was looking for pictures of my feet. Uh, so, to continue with the quotes, Dennis. But then, a great vision filled the sky of strange and portentous apparitions of two jarring and contrary armies. The same incorporeal soldiers that made those clamours, the clattering of arms, noise of cannons, in insignia uh, displayed, drums beating, muskets going off, cannons discharged, horses neighing, cries of soldiers, and the two armies, pell-mell, to it they went, so amazing and terrifying, the poor men, that they could not believe they were mortal. Or give credit to their eyes and ears. Run away, they durst not. 
for fear of being made a prey to these infernal soldiers. And so they, with much fear and affright, stayed to behold the success of the business. They Fred Durst not. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Do you think that there's any things that you could think of just off the top of your head that like could be responsible for those noises? Um, no. Like actual cannons no. going off, maybe. Nothing loud in the sky that could cause that kind of thunderous kind of noise. Uh, not that I'm really thinking of. No. no, and like nothing that would like freak out like horses to make them make noises then and stuff. I don't. I'm not really familiar with anything naturally occurring above eye level. Yeah, <laughs> never been a sky. Ever been a, like a sky person. I don't. I don't really look um, above eye level. I um I find that very interesting. I, I'd like to see the the source. You know, like like is this someone that can be trusted? It was the king's men. Yeah, but we're they, these well, are the guys who put Humpty back together again. <laughs> I fucking knew it! <laughs> oh my god. These are Humpty's guys. Oh, Mark, Mark Marin interview Humpty Dumpty. So you guys. <laughs> oh, well, the king's yeah, man. Know, I, wish, I, wish, I wish I did what you did, Humpty, you know. I, I wish I was more involved in the scene. Yeah, you were a good guy, um, Humpty. I know, I remember. Yeah, I remember I was coming up and you'd be... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in, I wasn't in a good place, you know, the way I treated you. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't right, Humpty. When I heard you fell uh, off that wall, I was really torn up and I was worried you weren't gonna come out of it. But, but if I'm honest, I was like, you know, more spots for me at the store. Yeah. Don't um, I hate people who tell you what Humpty Dumpty really was. Did you yeah. know he's not an egg? He never says he was an egg. <laughs> he never says he was an egg. He's it's only the eggs in the pictures. He never says he's an egg. It actually might be a cannon. Can you imagine? Can you imagine so like a serious historical interest in this battle, and they're just like, "Look, I'll skip forward. I'll skip past the intro. And I'll just go to this bit." He was never see what they're talking about. <laughs> Who, they're like, "Who's this guy? I like him. I like the color of his chin. <laughs> Who's the third host? He was never an egg. <laughs> ah, seems like Eggman." <laughs> I think I I think my new catchphrase is he was never like <laughs> he's never he just yeah. but like come in the door everyone starts cheering he was never he an was egg. never an egg I'm gonna try he was never it's an go- egg tomorrow <laughs> it's gonna be an albatross it'll hang yeah. around your neck forever so Dennis so these were the king's men like I said right so thus these sightings were confirmed by the report and so there you go. Uh, they, uh, also, I, I, I didn't include this information, but they, they actually, um, the king's men that went there, they witnessed the apparitions as well. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. I understand that bit, but I'm thinking, like, if the king wants to believe this, do you think that would kind of, you know? I don't think they, they, they'd want to come back with a report that says, yeah. I think, um, I think the king is kind of, uh, you know, he, he's not a very, uh, he's not very polarized on this event. I think he just right. wants to know so the saw, truth. So he's so so. Yeah, yeah. He's so, I think so, he, he wants to know the truth. That, that, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, so, Dennis, in an effort to remedy the situation, all the remaining bodies on the battlefield were dug up and given a Christian burial, in the hopes that this would resolve the matter. It's probably a pretty good solution, to be honest. You know, um, mm. the although this did help at the time, over the centuries. Numerous stories and legends have still emerged recounting 
eerie encounters with spectral apparitions on the Edge Hill battlefield. These encounters often describe soldiers in 17th century attire, sometimes silently marching and reenacting moments from the battle. The most famous ghostly figure is said to be that of Sir Edmund Verney, the king's standard bearer, who had been beheaded during the battle, although now he roamed head and all with an unearthly glow. Is the standard bearer, is that the guy who has the flag or is that a different guy? I think it is the guy who has the flag, all right. Uh, talk about a fucking bad That's bad a bum deal. Look. Oh my God. Bum deal. They're like, I, I hear, here's, we want you to carry the flag. And you're just like, oh, great. The, the, this, I, really? I, here, historians out there, right? Let me get something brutally wrong um, to piss you off. But I am fairly sure that I've read that, like, of course, this, I don't really know what period this was in. I probably might be thinking of Romans and stuff. But if you're, like, in the first three rows of a battle, you're dead. Okay. Like, you you just don't, like, you're just dead. You can't you can't survive. You're just, you're, you're like, you know, 90% going to die. I'd believe that. And I'm mm. a, a historian. I feel like in these periods, you really needed religion. Like, oh, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> Like it'd be very hard to get involved in some of these things to, like, say, carry a flag into a into a war uh, without, you know, pretty much banking that you would you'd go to heaven. Well, I think religion in these times as well. Like a, a lot of it is, you have to keep in mind it's not like they had Marvel movies and stuff. So you just need something true, to occupy your true. time in, like, lore wise. And that's not me. Bit of entertainment. I, I have a lot of respect for religion. That's not me den- denigrating religion and saying that it's like um, saying that it's you know as uh, as frivolous as as something like Marvel movies. But I just genuinely think like the push, the push factor. Like you said, Dennis, if you if you were feeling like doubts about your faith back in the day, that little push factor there, you'd go, well, there's literally nothing else to fill my time with. Yeah, there isn't. And the other thing is like, you know, let's say a couple of you get wiped out by the plague. You're just like eating mud and stuff. You'd be like, oh, well, look, I'm eating mud now, but wait until I get to heaven. Yeah. Like you, you'd need it. Like you really would need it. I could understand it. Like, D- uh, I- you know, whether it's no, it's true. You're like, oh, like there's a Captain Marvel movie out. Let's go see that. If I'm being honest you with know? you, even now, you'd be on the edge of it. What do you mean? Even now, you and me, we'd be on the edge of it. So <laughs> what- we go... God, I hope it's good in the next... (laughs) Like, we'd be on the equivalent of mud eaters. Yeah, we're nothing. We're modern-day... We're modern-day mud eaters. We're we're modern-day mud eaters. What's your catchphrase? (laughs) He he wasn't an egg. There we go. He wasn't an egg. (laughs) So, So, Dennis, right. One of the most chilling stories is that of a phantom drummer boy who visitors claim... What, what are you laughing at? A phantom drummer boy. A phantom drummer boy. A phantom drummer boy. It's David Bowie. Here to do- visitors claim. Matt Berry. <laughs> visitor, Matt, Matt Berry tuned up. Visitors claimed to have heard the distant beat of a drum as if a young boy was playing his instrument in the dead of night. Some even report seeing the spectral figure of a boy marching alongside an unseen army only to disappear into thin air. The ghosts of the battlefield at Edge Hill remain a subject of fascination and debate. Whether one views these stories as mere legends or genuine encounters with the supernatural, 
They serve as poignant reminders of the enduring impact of war on the human psyche. The Battle of Edgefield, with, with its echoes of the past, will forever be haunted by the memory of brave souls who fought and perished on its hallowed ground, leaving an indomitable mark on history, perhaps lingering in spectral form to tell their tale to those who dare listen. But one thing is for sure, Dennis, the tale of Edge Hill remains until this day unexplained legends. By God, it does. So what you making of I thought about... I think, you know, the scariest thing for me here, really, is just thinking about being in a war. That's 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 really where my, my mind has can been I just this whole say, episode. Can I just say, I think you've grown a lot. I think Why? you've grown a lot. Because I think when we first met, you would have assumed that you would have been great in a war. I, I think that everyone thinks in a war, right, me too, that you're like, I wouldn't be an infantryman, right? Mm. Wouldn't even Probably wouldn't even be a Marine. I'd be a sniper. I'd be a well, sniper. I would be a sniper. You know, you're like, yeah, there you go. You'd think you'd be a sniper. I would, but you I wouldn't. Would. Like, you'd, you'd be like, I don't know, fucking driving a trolley around the place or something. You know, like that. that's what you'd be doing. But I don't think that I, if let's say a war started yeah. tomorrow right, in the UK, I don't think I'd hack it. I think I'd, I think I'd go bananas. Like, I, I think I would probably mentally destruct. <laughs> I think... Um, I think I'd uh, I'd do the plan that I told you about before, where I'd get a, a dinghy from Little, and I'd mm. um, I'd I'd sail back to Ireland. Yeah, but let's say Ireland's involved as well. Like, I think we actually have already gone through this <laughs> at some oh, point. The, oh, we? the whole thing. I'm not sure. It's not. Like We've talked about it anyway. for sure. Yeah, but I. I think, how would you handle it? Right? Let's say there's no dinghy involved, okay. right? The whole place is at war. Like, how, how would you handle it? Let's say you're being, like, drafted tomorrow or whatever. I think I'd um, I'd see it as an opportunity. I think I'd do very well. It's just something to put on a CV, Yeah, right? yeah, I think it's something to put on the CV. Just, like, it would just look good in, for future future jobs. Future wars, so it would look great. Yeah, it'd be like um, well, I worked in a in a pub in, uh, in Cork, you know, for four years as a bartender. And uh, also 16 confirmed kills. Yeah, yeah. I, I see it. I see it as the adult equivalent of the Goshka. Oh, yeah. The Goshka Award. Yeah. Can you explain the, what that it's is? The, um, for UK listeners, it's the Duke of Edinburgh Award. And uh, for American listeners, it's um, there's no equivalent. Yeah, Presidential honour? <laughs> probably. So, that's probably something else. <laughs> the, um, see, it's... Uh, it, it, for the Americans, um, it's they don't have that in America. They just have school shooters. <laughs> Whoever survives. Yeah. Um, I do think that there's... Uh, I definitely think that there's... Like... Uh, I, I think it would... It would change you. Being, being in a war. No, I, I definitely change you. Like, I don't think you come out the other end. There, there was um, I think this guy's name is uh, he's a famous American pilot involved in World War Two, and his name was Dicky Cork. Nice. And he, I'm reading a book at the moment, and it, it's very matter of fact about what's going on. Right, I've told you about that chimpanzee. You know, oh right? my god! Right, <laughs> I'm not, I'm yeah, not going to yeah, destroy yeah, no, there, there Just look up chimpanzee World War Two. Yeah. Right, it'll, it'll get you loads of stuff. But um, uh, this guy Dicky Cork, like everyone was. Uh, basically, like after the the fights and stuff, after going up into the air and the dog fights and like seeing people being killed and like it was horrific. And this guy was basically all you can call it is swanning around the ships. 
He was killing Germans and Italians left, right and centre. And then he would come down and it was like it didn't affect him. He was just, just did not care. Like it was, it was. Really? And, and I, th- yeah. And I think for a guy, it, you'd really want to be a dicky cork, whereas I am more of a, a Denny cork. And I, I just couldn't do it. Like I, I don't, I couldn't. It, it, actually, to give some people some bit of peace who might be heading into a war soon. They do all talk about, though, which is really strange. They talk about it in Vietnam as well. Like, loads of people who went to Vietnam afterwards, they really wanted to get back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they, they, basically, they, this sounds mental, but the exhilaration that you would get with bullets flying over your head, you'd never get it ever again. And they basically, like, they wanted it back, even though they knew then when they were there that it was a horrible experience. But with the guys in World War Two on the boats, um, they said that they would be scared. And then they would get on their guns and start firing at the airplanes and stuff, and they wouldn't be scared anymore. You, even though they, go on. I, I think you'd kill people, no problem. I think I'd kill people, but I, I, I don't think that I would. It's my own mortality. I'd be really worried about. Like, oh, okay. that's the problem. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't be. I'd be, like, is in like if they say kill hundred people here and you're off the hook, I'm like, hundred people gone. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> like, I give you shit the whole time in but, your uh, head. He yeah. wasn't an egg. It wasn't an egg. Just a flamethrower this egg village. Uh, Humpties. Humpties running left, right and centre. So yeah, yeah. Spray it Goodbye, them. Humpties. Put, put this back together, you little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Boiled eggs. Boiled eggs everywhere oh. all over the village. I could... Um, I, I understand that, though, of, like, the exhilaration. Like, I, you know, I kind of... Um, I, I do I do understand. Yeah. What's what's comparable that you understand, like in your own life, you know, you can understand an exhilaration. In my own life, I would say it's probably comparable to. Um, I I once I once drove for a period of time without an NCT, and yeah, it's just never it never gets you right back up there again. You know, when you know your car, yeah. when you know your car is functioning. Mm. I imagine it's similar. And you, yeah, and you're just thinking a checkpoint around at any corner. Like, yeah, I could uh, listen. Uh, I could be. Yeah, I, I you know I got to keep my head low, which really you could be heavily cautioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could really be in trouble. <laughs> I might I, listen. I might be. I might be out fifty pounds. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I cut across that joke about you being under the dashboard. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I think you threw yourself on that. You went. You went. No, he's not getting another one today. <laughs> No, um, no, that was great. So Dennis, right? We better we better go through the theories, the theories today. So we we touched on one already, the stone tape theory. Mm. So what do you make of the you you know you just run down for listeners if if you're a new listener, the um, the stone tape theory is basically the idea that an event can happen somewhere and it can be recorded within the surroundings. And then it's replicated again, but it's not necessarily ghost. It's kind of just that the event is so powerful. That like the let's say the atoms or the atom- the atomic structure of when they were originally when it was originally seen just stay present in the area and can be reseen. You're taking a big leap here. You're going into like the quantum physics of ghosts. So you're now saying that what the 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 atoms are what duplicating I themselves. Think or something? If I was to really be honest with you, I would say it would be that like half the photons of an event would stay present in in the area. Okay. But what happens the, to the ones they originally were? Like, if half of them stay, don't they turn into a different structure, no? Well, no, they're gone, though. Okay, they're gone. But you you get what I mean? Like, it's in, like we can't like we can't destroy the meter, though, can we? What? 
Oh no, I think you are right. Matter can't be destroyed, but that's why that's why they're still there. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. See, you I got yourself you there, didn't you? Yeah, I fucking yeah. I did that to myself, Darnell. Um, all right, yeah, I like that theory. And to clear this up as well, are they like? Is is there any part of the people who have died like like making this? Do you know? Is there any? Are they investing any sort of ghost power into it, or is it just literally like? Uh, I mean, where is it coming from? I suppose is my for question. for stone tape theory. It's not like the spirit coming back. It's more that like it was so the event was so huge that it parts of it remained. You know. Yeah, the best but way I can think like, of it is like a, imagine a smell after you've you've cooked something garlicky. Oh, okay, Grant. So it's like a garlic smell. Yeah, the equivalent <laughs> it of, like garlic. The equivalent of that, but it's like a um, but it's an event happening. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's a, you know I get what you mean. You know, you know what it is an experience is when you're in a room and then you walk out of a room, walk back into a room, and you realize how much you smell. I've never heard that. <laughs> you spend a lot of time in all the rooms. Hey, I only have one room. <laughs> <laughs> Check me. Yeah, I only have one room, and it smells shit. <laughs> it smells terrible. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, no, I do know what you mean. Especially if you've if you've ever like gone, Joe. If you're away from your from your flat for a few days, and you come back, mm-hmm. and you go, no. Some some people like. Uh, did you call around to neighbours a lot when you were younger? No, I can't say I did. Probably not. We we did, like, we'd call into a lot of neighbours' houses in the, where we lived. But, like, some people would have such a discernible house smell. Not particularly a bad house smell, but they would just have a house smell. Yeah. But some people, I don't know what kind of, like, <laughs> chemistry was going on in there, but, like, their smell was not, it wasn't disgusting, but it's just not, like, something you would, you would enjoy being you in. You can say it's disgusting. No, it's not disgusting. It's not like it's not like a, it's not like a, as pungent as a cooking smell or anything. It's just literally like whatever way their sweat and stuff like goes together creates the smell. I assume. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I can. It's just maybe they're specific pheromones. You just didn't. They're just not for you. Hopefully not. Yeah. Oh. So next theory then, Dennis. This is that the spirits. This is different from the stone tape theory. This is that the spirits. Were, were left on the area due to the lack of burials so they were like this is classic ghost you know oh right grant so so they didn't get like a consecrated kind of piece of ground to be put into and they didn't get the whole service so they they didn't get the ticket over right? yeah that's exactly it all right but they did go and bury them then afterwards yes, didn't they? Yeah. But but you're saying they probably administratively missed a few and that's where the rest of them were kind of hanging around is that uh yes i love that a little addition. Yeah, that, that solves a lot of problems yeah. for me. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just letting you out. Yeah, I, th- I, think that's, I think that's a fairly fairly good summation of it. The mm-hmm. I, I have to say, though, I find these, these... You know me, I'm not really much of a ghost guy. I find these so much more persuasive. You see, I just don't find ghosts in an open area as scary as a ghost in a house. Really? No, I don't find... Because like, you're, if you're in a field... And there's ghosts knocking around. Well, like, you just you can run away, like hop in a car and go home. But like, if you're in a house, more than likely it's your house, and now you've got a ghost in there. It, it is ter- it, it is a bit like what we touched on earlier with like when you see a big spider in your house, but you can't find it. Oh my god! When you lose sight of a spider, oh, that's the worst thing in the yeah. whole world. You're like, oh, I'm going to sort that out, and then you look back and you're, you're like, blink, oh yeah. my god, bonk, bonk. where gone. is he oh, gone? <laughs> it actually, um, I should say that this this episode was suggested. By one, um, your friend of mine, Dim Dim K. 
What was yeah. it? How are you doing, Dim? And um, when Dim K suggested it to me, he actually specifically said, I don't think Dennis will get this one. Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah, he just said, I don't think Dennis will understand it. Or like, like not... not why? No, why? I won't be able to no, understand no, feel. No, not, not, not in an intelligence way, but like in a, in a way of like, I don't think he'll really find this as, as intriguing. But also, uh, we agreed that it was going to be a totally... Um, like a new avenue in terms of you know, examining coastal erosion. Yes, 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 you're getting that. So I, I think that, I like, if anything, I think that this these are the sorts of fields you would have to analyze if you wanted to really get a good theory for coastal erosion going. Okay, Grant, so what's your theory from this tying back into coastal erosion? My theory here is that the, there's obviously been so many, there's so much blood there, specifically. Mm-hmm. That I think the blood has seeped in, and that there is a like the the blood is keeping little bits of the ghosts left there. All right, so the soil, as we discussed before, like the soil is a very important part of it. Yeah. So again, you're saying if they were to like get some ghost erosion experts in here, uh, maybe try and like you know as suggested before, dig out the haunting. Yes. Uh, and remove the soil to somewhere else, maybe to a safer haunting spot. It'd be extremely difficult because of the blood that was spilled in the soil. Yes, I think it would go very deep. I think as well you'd have to check the pH level, which in this case means phantom level of the mm-hmm. um, of the soil. And if the pH level is above a certain level, then I think you know you're, it's pretty much a write off. I think you'd be better off building a car park on it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's so true. Like, <laughs> what? No one cares. Yeah, you can have a haunted, haunted car, park. car park. Yeah, yeah. No one gives a shit. The, um, that is that's a good point. Actually, is what what infrastructure projects are acceptable for haunted land? Yeah, you could uh, bang a car park on it. No one will care. Uh, car park. Um, Joe, you know what might be good is um, a fun fair. Yeah, a fun fair. You might find yeah, well, a good uh, ghost train. <laughs> Yeah, every every Halloween that'd be the place to yeah. be. Yeah, and um, you could have fried it at the next stop. I'm I'm, st- I'm starting to die. <laughs> okay, well we only have two more, Dennis. Two more theories, and um, one of them I think is is suitable for your current demeanor. One of them is that it was actually just the trauma of the event meant that all of the people in the localities were getting flashbacks. Oh, that's a deadly. Um, that's a deadly. Uh, and they didn't understand cool. what flashbacks were. You see, that's really cool. So they all basically just had PTSD from it. Yeah. So I wonder how many. I wonder how many things could be like ascribed to that over the years that have been ascribed to hauntings. What a great theory to put out there. I mean, it's might have demolished like loads of stories, but I'd say I'd say a very limited number would fit that criteria. Yeah, <laughs> did want to. Yeah. I'd say, I'd, um, this one might not even fit it. Is that that traumatic so seeing cool. a big war? That's so cool though. Like I never you never really think about um trauma either or like any sort of PTSD stuff when it comes to like medieval wars. You just think, well that's just a random night. That's not even a human being. Um but that they would get some sort of PTSD and then they would think that they were like, I don't know, basically under some sort of spiritual haunting or something. I, I, Very cool. I have a good um I actually have a good idea for a script off of this. Right? Mm-hmm. Then this is my next theory. I, I I I wasn't going to include it as a theory, but it's based on the trauma one. Is yeah. that the locals like faked the whole thing because it was the only way they could get the fields cleared up? 
how would they get it cleared up? Like the, the 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 king that the because the 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 king's people went down and believed it was real. They moved all of the bodies out and and uh, and moved them to burial. Grounds. See, I think that's I think it's a good theory. But the only problem is, like, aren't they running the risk of this being like closed off? The field. Yeah, like it being like a sacred land. They don't. You know, like they, they, don't, they, don't want they didn't do that back then. This was this was pre European Union. So it's totally unregulated. Oh, right. okay, I, I think so there was no there was no bike paths no, running no, on the field no, no, at that no. stage. The, no. the, I, I think I think you could make a great movie, uh, a film for a movie. It's a bit like um, it's like the medieval equivalent of um, of of what's it called of um, of the full Monty, where it's like all oh, the locals are in on it. You know, you can picture exactly what I'm. You can you can actually okay, picture grand, it yeah. in your head, can't you? And it would be terrible. And there's there's. The king's men are coming in, the kind of inspector or yeah. whatever, and the people are behind, you know, they're in their houses kind of running around. You can see them in the street through the windows. Yeah. And they're like putting down blinds and the blinds have ghosts on them. And yeah, stuff like that. you could, you could, hot stuff, da, 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 da. you could absolutely yeah. see it. It would be terrible and <laughs> the National Lottery would pay for it, but it would get made. Yeah. Um. So final. And, a ki- and oh, sorry, and one small kid would throw a rock off one of the king's yeah. guys as well. <gasps> Uh, final theory, final theory, Dennis, is that it's alien technology. Burn in hell, burn in hell. What? How is this alien <laughs> Why did technology? You say that? Why did you say- how is this alien? How is this alien technology? Well, it's possible that there's all existing alien technology in Edge Hill, and that the blood seeping down activated it. It, it was activated by the blood of the war. And okay, grand, right? What's the alien technology and what is what is its purpose? It's um what it, it's a fucking DVD like it's it? like a it's like a genetic DVD. <laughs> director's director's got up the back. Yeah. You see this lad here, he's got a morning star into the back of his head. Yeah. No, that's not gonna be it's good. It's like for a him. teaching aid. Um alright, Grant, so it's alien technology that the blood has activated. Are you serious? Did you just say that? Like is that written down anywhere? It's written down in my notes. <laughs> Where? Well, who said that like I did so you just made it up I you didn't make that, it up I didn't make it up you, uh, has there been other cases of alien technology being activated by blood I think there has <laughs> <laughs> I think there has I strongly believe yeah, yeah. That there has I use my expertise to, to devise that one Dennis oh, that's as far as I can go I can't I can't go anymore past alien technology <laughs> okay it's, okay well, we're good. We're at the end of the episode, so Dennis. The which which theory spoke to you most then? I absolutely loved the PTSD thing okay, um, okay. being read as some sort of haunting. I think that's really cool. I've never thought about that before. All right. For me personally, I think it's probably a toss up between stone tape and alien technology. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. Um, all right, we've got a live podcast coming up on the twenty fourth of October. It's going to be in the London Irish Centre. Um, we're thankfully the Irish Creative um, Collective uh, join them or join them follow them on Instagram they're a lovely bunch of people and they're helping uh, well they're putting it on and and we're just being there alright I'm Dennis Len find me wherever you want and over there is Rog Roger O'Sullivan you can find me on Instagram at Roger Comedy and uh, I guess on the back of that Dennis uh, love you bye